Hey everybody, what is up? This is another episode of the Flowcast, the podcast for information and inspiration for finding your flow and creating meaning in life. And this week we are talking about the question of does sports equal mindfulness? And I came across this question and this whole idea in a article online from um, a teacher of mindfulness-based stress reduction and basically the uh, the summary of her article was that there's some significant differences you know between what a sport represents and what mindfulness really is and whether those two things can really be one and the same so Oftentimes you'll hear people who are a little bit high, um, high strung or have too much energy. They'll say that they just simply can't sit and relax and meditate. And so instead what they do is they prefer to get what they call their mindfulness time out during, um, sports or other physical activities, anything that they can, um, sort of just zone off into is what they sort of declare as their mindfulness time. Now, one of the most um, well thought of examples of this that I can think of in recent memory is uh, the former U.S. Navy SEAL commander, Jocko Willink. He likes to talk about his mindfulness time or his meditation comes in the gym and from doing jujitsu and I don't think it's inherently wrong for anybody to think that or declare that their mindfulness practice is something physical like a sport or any other physical activity it's not like if it works for them then that's great and um, that's totally what the whole purpose of digging into mindfulness is so if somebody says that it's good enough for them then at least at the time time and present moment it is good enough for them and so that's sort of my first thought on it and going from there um, I do believe there are differences between uh, what you could call a classic mindfulness practice where you're sort of sitting and focusing on the present moment and any kind of sport or physical activity type of mindfulness where maybe you are engaged in the present moment, but there's two different um, components of your nervous system really active depending on which of the two types of activities you're engaging with. So when it comes to physical activity, that's typically something that's going to engage a lot of the sympathetic nervous system and you're going to see more of that fight or flight reaction even if it is something that you consider relaxing or your sort of um, mindfulness and your happy place there's going to be a big difference compared to what you would see with normal or traditional meditation practices and in which case you are activating the parasympathetic or rest and digest part of the nervous system, which 
really has a more calming effect and relaxing effect on your overall body and sense of well-being. So those are kind of the key physiological um, differences between anybody saying that their sport or their physical activity and the more traditional meditation practices are going to to find now with that being said i think that uh, a great starting point for a lot of people that are trying to get involved in meditation or haven't really found their way to meditation yet is through something physical so there's certainly something to be said about the mind muscle connection and finding sort of more present state awareness by becoming fully engaged with something physical. Um, that's really one of the starting points of the discovery of the flow state was through different physical activities because it becomes such a important part of how you are um, performing and and becoming fully engaged in that activity when your life could be on the line because you're doing something that's an extreme sport or even if it's just pushing yourself to the absolute limit for whatever sport you're involved in by doing that your mind has to connect with the physical component of your body you know to really be able to maximize your your performance and your ability to survive and thrive in such situations and so i think a lot of people come to find the appreciation of a more traditional mindfulness practice like meditation through originally starting out with something like um, any a sport that they sort of have that passion for because passion is one of those key components to finding a flow state and really you know getting getting the most out of anything whether it's physical or or not physical uh, passion is kind of one of those key components there so um yeah, the the mind muscle connection and flow is really one of those those key things that brings together the similarities between meditation and and saying that your happy place is found in the gym, for example. Um, and one of the particularly interesting and and popular examples of sort of combining the two forces of meditation and mindfulness with the physical practices is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, as he was climbing the ranks to become the legendary bodybuilder that he sort of built the rest of his career around and off of, he, at one point in his... um sort of early bodybuilding life and career, he he started taking transcendental medita meditation courses when he was living in California. And it was sort of the, you know, the original or the beginning era of that, of TM sort of being 
something that a lot of people were getting involved with and and starting to explore like the realms of of mindfulness and meditation um i believe this was in some point during the 70s so it really um was right in the middle of the free spirit sort of era um that was that was happening and popping up so arnold started getting into meditation and basically from his biography total recall one of the most interesting takeaways and i've also heard him talk about this on on several podcasts before is that through meditating and practicing tm he was able to connect that much deeper into his body and and become a champion bodybuilder that sort of was able to reign supreme for what is still like a, a un, untouched record so he um was able to dominate the world of bodybuilding in part by acting uh by tapping into his his mind and the power of of mindfulness so that's super interesting to me and i've heard lots of people you know refer to that example as something that somebody that's at the top of their their game physically and being able to tap into the mental aspect of it as well is just going to go that much further for um, improving performance and just being the best you possibly can so with that being said um, part of this whole conversation with mindfulness and with whether physical activity can count as mindfulness is that you really have to find something that's going to stick for you because it's not like you can just just like with say for example lifting weights you can't just go and lift a weight once be done with it and all of a sudden you've you are able to let's say squat 500 pounds or you're all of a sudden that much stronger just because you've lifted something once you've got to go back and do it again and again in order to build that that strength up and or um build up that muscle size if your goal is more bodybuilding based so that sort of ties into whatever you're practicing whether it's training for a sport um or just lifting weights because you enjoy that or practicing meditation and other any other type of mindfulness so like yoga you've got to go back and do it over and over again and my favorite analogy of this repetitive necessity of practicing to become a master in anything is the idea of sweeping the floor that comes from ryan holiday's ego is the enemy so basically the last chapter of the book sort of reminds you that you can't sort of just think about uh these battles with the ego or you can't really think about the stoic philosophy practices once and be done with them it's something you've got to come back to again and again in order to master and in order to actually like 
live and embody what you whether what you believe in and what you want to practice so it's sweeping the floor if you don't sweep the floor regularly then it just gets dirty and it's not like you can do it once and and all of a sudden the floor is is clean and and swept for good right so that's um that's where we'll wrap up today um basically you know physical activity and mindfulness they might have a lot in common when it comes to present state awareness because physical activity some most often requires you to tap into being present in the moment in order to fully live up to it and fully express whatever it is you're doing physically and um that's kind of where the similarities end though because um the two things they work synergistically so the more that you practice you know uh, weight training the more that you practice any kind of sport the better you get at it but also the more you kind of know how your mind's going to react to those things and vice versa the more that you meditate or have any other mindfulness practice continue the better you're going to get at your sport and um so yeah you need to incorporate both these things into your life regularly especially if you are searching for sort of that purpose and meaning in life and whatever you're getting after um really comes down to how you how you treat both your mind and your body um in order to really maximize that so yeah um let me know what you think about this uh it's definitely an interesting topic to me is whether people consider sports and mindfulness the same different on uh you know what what their similarities are and what their differences are so i'd love to hear what you think thanks